welcome to Centre Church. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. We're in a series, we're coming back today on our series that we're looking at, uh, Courageous Living. And uh, Courageous Living is a, a calling that every believer uh, walks into because following Jesus is not just an easy road, but it's a challenging road, isn't it? Uh, there's all sorts of issues that we face and obstacles that we come across that we need to be courageous, face the challenges. It isn't that fear is nowhere to be found, but it's dealing with the fear. It's moving forward with what God says over what we necessarily feel. And uh, we've been looking particularly at a guy by the name of Elijah. And uh, Elijah is a, a great prophet in the Old Testament, and he's someone who lived a courageous life. Uh, in the face of all sorts of adversity, of obstruction, of uh, pushback from a king and from a whole nation, he served God in what would appear to be quite a fearless way. Although we will see next week, you know, he had his wobbling moments. Um, but nonetheless, Elijah was this man who had a heart for God. And uh, if I can just quickly recap where we've got to in the story so far. If we remember, for those who have been with us over the past weeks, uh, Elijah said to King Ahab that there was going to be no rain uh, unless he said there was going to be rain. And so Elijah went off and he prayed that there would be no rain. And there has been no rain for about three and a half years. Now God says, okay, this is the time. We're, it's time to, to confront uh, Ahab and Israel once and for all. They're, they're double-minded. They need to deal with choosing the God they're going to serve. And so there's this great uh, showdown with the 950 prophets of Baal and Asherah against Elijah. And uh, remember a couple weeks ago, we looked at that story where uh, they, most of the day, the, the 950 prophets were, were trying to call down fire from, from their God to, to consume the sacrifice that they prepared, and nothing happens. Right? Remember that? Nothing happens. Often, it's, again, that picture of people that are going after all sorts of things in this world, and at the end of it, discovering that nothing is there. Nothing happens. And Elijah, it's his turn at the end of the day to, to call upon the Lord, and he prepares the altar. He restores the altar, I should say. He, he restores this relationship with God. Again, in the Old Testament, so much of the altar reflects the relationship the country had. Whenever the relationship with God was distant, the, the altar would be broken down through neglect, through someone destroying it. But when there was a restoration in the relationship, the altar would be the first to be restored. And so Elijah restores the altar of the Lord. And he prepares this sacrifice in a way that only God could light the fire. He, he, he pours this water on it. Again, in the time of drought, pouring water was also a sacrifice. And so he's pouring this water on the altar in such a way that only God could light it. It wasn't going to be any smokes and screens and he wasn't depending upon his gifting and his great charisma as a leader. He was depending upon God doing what only God can do. A good example for us as believers, not less resting our own laurels or our own kind of abilities, but putting ourselves in a position where God needs to be God and he needs to reveal what only he can do. And so God comes and he moves in fire as Elijah prays and the fire of God falls and doesn't just consume the sacrifice, but consumes the, the wood, consumes the stones, consumes the, licks up the water and the ground. It becomes basically a crater. It's consumed, this hole in the ground of where the offering once was. There was no denying who God was. And in that moment, Israel had an awakening. It's revival. 
isn't it? An awakening that there is only one true God. And they begin to, uh, you know, worship him, bow down to him. And the, the prophets of Baal are, are killed in that moment of time. And uh, there is a, a great turning of circumstance. Now, this is where we pick up the story. Are we all together now? We all know where we're, what's happening. Yes? We don't need to act it out? No? All right, good. 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 41 to 46. So we're only going to read a few verses today. Now, this is after this great showdown. We have this bit of passage. And Elijah said to Ahab, Go eat and drink, for there is a sound of a heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, and, but Elijah climbed to the top of, of Carmel, bent down to the ground, and put his face between his knees. Go and look toward the sea, he told the, his servant. And he went up and looked. There was nothing there, he said. Seven times Elijah said, Go back. The seventh time the servant reported, A cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, Go and tell Ahab, Hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose. A heavy rainstorm came on. And Ahab rode to Jezreel. The power of the Lord came on Elijah. And tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel, which is about 15 miles. Not bad. Not bad. Now, this morning uh, in our series of Courageous Living, I, I'm going to title this particular message, Courageous Living in the Gap. Courageous Living in the Gap. You see, when we follow God, we often live between two realities, don't we? We, we live between this reality of the physical realm in which we are all living, what we see around us, what we, we sense, what we touch, what we smell, um, what we're experiencing at this moment, and we have the reality of the kingdom of heaven. We live in the gap, don't we? We live in this space between two, uh, two realities. And uh, in this period of time, we are called to bridge the gap, Right? If you remember what Jesus prayed or asked us to pray in the Lord's Prayer, we are to pray His kingdom to come where? As where? Is there a gap? Yes, where? Between heaven and earth. There's a kingdom of heaven. Your will be done on earth as it is in where? Heaven. Because in heaven, God has a perfect plan. He has a, a perfect way and he's, he's working on His plan. But we have a reality in which we're living today that can be very contrary to the reality of heaven. And so there's this gap, and it's minding this gap. It's bridging the gap between the two worlds. And Elijah demonstrates how to do this. And uh, the first thing we're going to look at is Elijah chooses what to listen to. We're called to choose what we listen to. Now, if you remember verse 41, the very first verse we looked at, it says, there's a sound of heavy rain. Can I just say, when we read this passage of Scripture, there is not a cloud in the sky Correct? Did you not just read it with me? There's not a cloud in the sky. In fact, even when he's, he's looking for the rain, looking for a cloud, looking for something, there was nothing out there. And so Elijah says, look, I hear the sound of a heavy rain. What is he listening to at this moment? He certainly isn't listening to the physical realm. He's not looking around him. He's not hearing anything. No one would have heard a rain at that moment. He was listening to what God was saying. 
He, he was listening in a spirit man. This is a sound that comes not from the outside, but it comes from the inside. Elijah's spirit was listening to what God was doing. You see, there's a temptation for us as believers to only listen to the physical realm. To only listen to what's going on around us. To only listen to the narrative of the news. To the narrative of social media. To our friends. To our family. That's what we're listening. We're just, we're just absorbing that. That's the reality that we're living. That's the, the, the voice that we're listening to. And that's the space in which we make our decisions. We have a choice as to what we're listening to. The problem is, is that it's the narrative of the status quo. If you want to listen to what is happening right now, just... Just keep listening. And guess what? We keep listening to what's happening. We keep getting what we got. But there's a difference when we start tuning our ears to the heavenly frequency. We hear something different. You see, there's a gap between the, the sound of heavy rain and sunshine outside. Isn't there? There's a difference between the problems we see around us, the drought, the, the issues in the world that we're living in, and what God is saying the kingdom of heaven is like. What he is wanting to do. What he's at work doing. There's a gap between these two worlds. Now we have a choice. You and I are in this position to be what? His ambassadors representing his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. We are called to, to bridge the gap. But we have to be listening to the right voice. To the right sounds. There's a sound right now of heaven. Do we hear it? Are you listening to it? What voice, what sounds are you hearing right now in your world, in your circumstance, what you're going through right now? What are you listening to? In this very moment, if we tune our hearts, we'll hear what God is doing. His plan will always call us to something greater. Can I just say that? God always calls us to something beyond what we see in the here and now, into something beyond this. His kingdom is coming on earth as it is in heaven. And He calls us to be listening to His voice. You know, even Jesus said, look, my sheep, what? They know my voice. They hear the sound of heaven. They, they understand what I'm doing. And they follow me in it. What have you heard lately? In this moment of time, what have you heard? 2022, we're in a new year. It's February. Yay! What is God saying? What is God saying? Can I just say you are positioned right where you need to be for God to do something extraordinary through your life, but are you listening? What are you listening to right now? You see, we can listen to His voice in our, our, our prayer, prayer time, our devotional time, as we make space for Him. But you and I have a responsibility to discern His voice, to understand His voice. It doesn't just happen. Can I just say... I mean, rarely does God speak in such a way that we can't miss it. I think we miss it more than we catch it. I mean, last week, Danny shared about hearing the audible voice of God. I tell you, it would be so easy if it just was like that, wouldn't it? If every time, you know, we woke up in the morning. Good morning, Tyler. Good morning, God. How are you? Good. You know, if it was like that, it'd be so easy, right? Serving God would be a dawdle. This day, I want you to, you know... Uh, Unfortunately, unless I'm alone on this one, uh, maybe you guys have this relationship with God that I could only dream of. I don't know. But probably for most of us, we're needing to discern his, his voice. We're needing to hear what His Spirit 
is saying to us. And in that, you and I have a responsibility to tune our ears to his voice. What a great responsibility, isn't it? And so Elijah hears the sound of heaven, sound of, of heavy rain. But then, if we follow this thought process onward, he doesn't just hear it, but he, he professes what God is saying. You see, before any drops of rain had landed or even been visible, Elijah began to profess that the rain was coming. You see, he was hearing, but he was also professing. He was professing it. This is faith. This is faith to profess what is not as though it were. To, to take hold of what God is saying and saying, look, this is what's going to happen. I'm professing it. I'm speaking it out. If God has spoken it, we need to profess it. His promises of Scripture right in front of us. The words He's spoken to, to you as a rhema word, a word from Him. We need to begin to profess what He is saying. You see, it would have been very easy for Elijah in that moment to profess there was no rain. It's obvious. Oh, there's no rain. Ahab, there's no, we did the sacrifice, still no rain. Sorry, mate. I only see sunshine. That's what I'm seeing. I, I'm going to profess that. You see, as believers, can I just say so often, we are professing the narrative of the enemy. We profess what we see. We profess what the enemy is doing around us. We profess it. We profess it. All the while, God is saying, look, I've got something else in store. If you hear my voice, if you listen to what I'm saying, and speak it out. You see, there's a, there's a gap that we're called to live within, which is professing the kingdom of God in our circumstances. What he says about your family, what he says about your, your finance, what he says about your health, what he says about uh, the things that we're looking at in this world around us. What is God saying and are we saying it? We have a part to play. Elijah has this amazing ability to profess what God is saying long before it happens. So often when our words reinforce the status quo instead of calling forth what God is saying into reality. You see, I believe God has given us the power of life and death in the tongue. Your words are powerful. Do you know that? What you say to your family at home, they're powerful. What you say over, you know, at work tomorrow morning and what you confess to the people around you is powerful. You're either reinforcing the kingdom, bringing his kingdom to earth as it is in heaven, or you're reinforcing the status quo of what the world's living in right now. You have the control of what comes out of your mouth, nobody else. If we're listening to the right thoughts, if we're listening to the right voice, and we begin to profess those things, can I say, we start to move in the realm of where God wants us to be in. But it doesn't just happen. We don't just suddenly wake up one morning and boom, 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 the, the miracles are flowing. I tell you what, we have a place to, we have a part to play in that transition of this world to the heavenly realm. To be courageous, to go from there is no rain, that is the obvious, but to say the rain is coming is prophetic and it's faith filled. We're called to live by faith, aren't we? Not by sight, we're called to live by faith. We see it in Scripture. I'm, I'm not making this stuff up, guys. It's in Scripture. We're called to live by faith and not by sight. What does that mean? We need to live with the narrative of heaven, not the narrative of this world. That means we need to profess with our mouth 
what it is that God is saying, what He's communicating. In this story, I mean, it's so incredible, isn't it? I tell you what, you need to eat and drink King Ahab because I hear a sound of heavy rain. Ahab, no doubt, is thinking, no, I, I only see sunshine outside, mate, but I'll go eat and drink because I'm hungry and thirsty. But then as we keep reading on the story, he's made the profession, he's heard what God is saying, but we have another gap. You see, earlier in this story, what we read two weeks ago, when it was time to pray for the fire to come, the fire came, didn't it? Can I just say, we all love the dramatic, immediate answers to prayer. How many of you love those moments? I prayed, bam, there was an answer. Woo, thank you, Jesus. I'm on the winning side. Pretty easy to live in that space, isn't it? You're sick, boom, you're healed. Yeah, I love it, love it. And there are moments God answers in such a way where we profess it, we pray it, and God answers, and it's the miraculous. It's the now. The now answers. And God is so faithful in those moments. He does what only He can do. But can I say there are also moments in our lives where there is a gap between the prayer, the profession, the hearing, and the answer. And in this circumstance, we see in James chapter 5 that Elijah prayed for there to be no rain, there was no rain, and he also prayed that it would rain, and it did rain. So in this gap, what is Elijah doing when he first goes to his servant and says, can you go see if there's anything out there? There's a cloud in the distance. What is Elijah doing? He's praying, right? Clearly he's praying, because in James he says he's praying, so he's not just sitting there waiting for something to happen, he's praying. And the uh, Servant comes back and says, look, I don't see anything. I got up my binoculars. I don't see a cloud in sight. And so Elijah said, okay, all right, God, come on. Like my reputation, we're on the line here. We need a miracle. I, heard, I thought you said there was going to rain. Uh, I hear rain, but I see sun. I got a problem. Okay, Lord, come on. Go, go check again. Maybe I didn't quite pray it right. He goes and checks a second time, comes back, I'm sorry, there's nothing. Okay, I'm going to keep praying. You know, seven times this goes on. I'm sure the servant at some point, maybe number five, number six, is starting to question what's going on. Again, can I just say, it has been without rain for three and a half years. So sometimes you can also get hold of a mentality that this is it now. Right? They were needing a breakthrough. They were needing a breakthrough of what God was doing. And God, was it God's will for it to rain? Of course it was. That's why Elijah was there. God had already said it was going to rain. But it hadn't happened yet. And it still hadn't happened after the first prayer, after the second prayer, after the third prayer, after the fourth prayer, after the fifth prayer. I believe every time the servant came back and said there was no cloud, there was no sign of rain, I believe Elijah didn't just take that and go for a walk. He, he, he prayed. He continued to intercede. And so the, the, this third thing that Elijah does is he persists until it happens. He persists until it happens. We pray, we look, and we see nothing. How many of you have had moments like that in your life? We pray, we look, and we see nothing happen. Can I say probably more of my life 
in walking with Jesus, I've encountered this type of encounter, then the fire fall from heaven kind of answers to prayer. The persistent widow, the persistent prayer, the prayer of intercession of continually coming to God saying, Lord, you said it. I know it's your will. I'm calling out to you for this breakthrough, for this encounter, for this, this answer to prayer. Seven times he goes back. Seven times until the last time. It was the same report. But he wasn't going to give up until it rained. You see, it, rain was God's will at this moment. There are times God is calling us to stand in the gap. To intercede. To pray. To persist. Things are happening even if it isn't evident in this physical realm. Can I just say, let our faith not be determined by the physical realm, but what God is saying in the spirit realm. There's a temptation for us to build our faith around what we see as an immediate response to our prayers instead of just basing it upon what He says. If God says it, it'll happen. But I will keep coming back to the Lord. I'll keep asking. I'll keep praying. I'll keep seeking. It's persistence. So often we give up. Don't we? I do. Because it doesn't seem to be coming to plan. But can I say, there's not just one example or two examples in Scripture. There's many examples of God moving in this sort of... Even Daniel, when he prayed and sought God, it took time. It took time for that break. Remember, it was 21 days before the angel came and said, look, the very first day you prayed, I was sent, but I was, there was resistance, and I'm now here with the answer. Well, it's 21 days. Daniel fasted and prayed, sought God for that breakthrough, that answer. God is working out His perfect plan. And even if the outcome is different than you expect, God is faithful. He is true. He's the one who's able to do more than what we could dare to dream or imagine. But you have a part to play in the big story. I tell you what, it's exciting to be part of what He wants to do. Isn't it? Don't wish your life away. See what God will do in your life. See what God will do through your circumstances, through what you're facing. But I want to recap. What are you listening to? What is God saying to you right now in your circumstance, in your moment right now? Are you hearing the sound of rain or are you only hearing no rain? Are you seeing what God is seeing or are you seeing what everyone else sees? What professions are you making in your circumstances? Are you reinforcing the status quo? Or are you calling forth what God is saying right now? All of us have a power in the Holy Spirit and an authority that He has given us to see mountains move. All authority, Jesus said, has been given to me. Therefore, go make disciples, heal the sick, Move as I was moving. I've given you the authority. I've given you everything you need. But we need to walk in it. Are you tempted this morning to give up? Is your faith holding on by a thread? Can I encourage you to keep looking, to keep persisting? Knock, seek, ask. 
What does the Bible say? And the doors will be open. It'll be given. But there's a persistence that you and I need to live within. God is calling you to courageously live in the gap that you are facing right now. You might be in that gap. Can I encourage you this morning to not give up, to not lose hope? Maybe this morning you need to realign your heart, your ears, your, your focus, and hear what God is saying. Thank you for watching this week's message. For any more information or to find out more of what we do as a church, you can contact us at info at or check out our website at www.centre-church.uk.